Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, a collective of interviews with top female entrepreneurs from around the globe who have done it their way. These women are disruptors, savvy, courageous, confident, innovative, decisive, unconventional, and humble. Our ladies have proven business models, have taken risks, and have failed only for success to follow. Join us as they share their stories, behaviors, habits, mindset, thought processes, and what it is like to be a woman who means business. And now, here's your host, Amanda Bolin. Hello there, She Did It Her Way listeners. Welcome back to another episode on the podcast. And as you all know, our entrepreneurs that we interview are fabulously busy women, and sometimes it's hard to catch them when all the stars have aligned. So before I introduce our guest, I do want to point out that this episode does not have the highest quality of audio. We truly apologize for that, but we promise that this episode is full of good information and we didn't want to keep it from your ears. So on this week's episode, I'm sitting down with a woman who is the founder and creative director for Monica and Andy, a children's clothing brand that creates all clothing in-house, is majority organic, and also is a home and marketplace for other mom entrepreneurs. Her name is Monica Royer. Monica is passionate about the flexible demands of being a mother and having a career that reflects and flexes to that. She shares her story and the most difficult things about starting your own business with some reality checks and making time for yourself. We absolutely can't wait for you to hear her story and the insight that she has for us. Here is episode 31, Embrace the Chaos, Motherhood and Startups with Monica Royer. Tell us like where you're at, what you're doing now, and then take us back to how like your journey and how you got started because it's a pretty big brand. So <laughs> take it, yeah, tell us like where you're at right now. Okay, so right now um, we have our Lincoln Park Guy Shop and an e-commerce site for my brand, Monica Handy. And so it's basically we do an organic children's line. It's, it's, it's majorly organic, so 80% of what we produce is organic. And we have a lot of baby basics, which is something, a staple that I was looking for when I had my daughter. But we have some toddler stuff, so there's room to grow. So at this particular point, I'm a year into having my guide shop. So it's been exactly one year in July since my official full launch of the brand. Oh, my uh, God. I know. It's, it's crazy how fast time has gone. It's interesting. This year has been so fast. And yet, when I think about everything that's happened in the course of a year, it's been so long in a great way at the same time. And it's yeah. an incredible learning experience for me. I did a really a pre-launch of the brand in November of 2013. So that's when we opened our e-commerce site. And that's kind of when we got our footing and when we sort of got started. But I knew that we wouldn't have a full launch until we, we simultaneously opened up our guide shop in July. And so we're really like a full year into into the brand, but really I've been working on this for a much longer time than, than the last year. So it's been it's been kind of a journey. And to, and to take you back to where that sort of began, uh, my daughter was born November twenty second of twenty ten during an incredibly cold Chicago winter. I had previously yeah, she's sorry, adorable by the way. No, she's adorable. I just have to comment on that. I'm like this girl is going to be like Miss Fashionista. She is beautiful. <laughs> I'm like. I want to grow up in that family. <laughs> Thank you. That's very so cute. Thank you. And she is um, she's a, a powerhouse. She's really fun to be around, and it's been fun. One of the visions that I had when I started this, being a mom entrepreneur, was 
I wanted to be able to spend time with her, too. And so, you know, what we kind of started with this company is, uh, especially with, you know, the executive team that works with me, is that, you know, we like to be flexible. We want to drop our kids off at school. We want to pick our kids up. Um, sometimes we have kids in the office with us, with us, which has been crazy, but it's been a lot of fun at the same time. Um, and we are kind of like a new wave of moms. So, you know, I might go and pick my daughter up from school at 3 or 4 o'clock and then, you know, spend that chunk of time with her until I put her to bed at 7.30, and then I'm up from 8 to 2 in the morning um, doing the bulk of my emails at that time. So, you know, we try to be very flexible for working moms because I think there's a lot of ways to work your day now that there's email and, and you know, there's so many ways to work from home. And so we try to be as flexible as possible um, with, the, with the team that works with us, which has been really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, if anyone visits your site, it's, beautiful and like all the all the clothes and everything it just makes you want to dive into it and you okay so really quick and i know in lincoln park you open you you call it a guide shop we call it a guide shop yeah so my brother has a brand um called bonobos that he launched out of new york about eight years ago and his stores are guide shops and i just love the term so much so the reason that i did that is uh, we have plans to open more and in our Chicago Guy Shop headquarters, we have all of our apparel and everything that we sell. But going forward, as we look at other markets, we may carry our baby, and then the toddler might be order online from that store. So for us, the term Guy Shop more means that, you know, we may not always carry every single piece. So online, we'll always have our full assortment. And then in the mm-hmm. store... You know, we may have a partial assortment as it goes forward in other stores. As it turns out, our Chicago guy shop has everything um, that we've ever had, and everything is for sale and you can purchase there. But in other markets, we may not carry every single item, and it might be, you know, two days until they get them, until you get those ships to them. And so that's what we call the guy shops and not, and not stores. And in addition to us, our Chicago location kind of goes beyond being a storefront, and this is very exclusive to Monica and Andy, but one of the things I knew as a new mom is that, you know, I had my, I was previously in, a, I had a pharmaceutical career, so I worked for a pharmaceutical company previous to doing this, so I didn't have a fashion background. I was always really interested in fashion, and that was really kind of my passion, um, but, you know, I'd never done anything in that realm before. And so I was very, I was very social and I was very used to being around a lot of people. And it was such a privilege to be able to spend time with my daughter when she was first born, but it was a cold, very cold Chicago winter of 2010. And I found myself kind of lonely for other adults' uh, conversation during the day. And so when she turned four months is when I kind of started going out and going to classes with her. And I met other moms that had children the same age, which was like opening a brand new door for me. Because even though I had friends with kids, there's something really pivotal about finding friendships with other moms whose kids are at that same stage when you first have your new baby. And mm-hmm. so I really wanted to bring that to our Chicago guide shop. So we do art classes and music classes, and we've really become a gathering spot um, for new moms and you know, moms-to-be and new moms. And, you know, our, our, our classes go up to children that are at the age of three or four, so it kind of spans a number of age groups. But that was one of the things that I really wanted. I didn't want a storefront you know, where people were just coming in and shopping and coming in and leaving and where you kind of had to tell your kids, shh, be quiet. I wanted to right. where people would come in and kids would be doing art. We have a plant-based milk and cookie bar, so there's snacks to be had. And so I, we have a, 
a nursing and a changing room, I really wanted a comfortable sanctuary where moms could feel not only comfortable shopping, but could meet other moms with kids, you know, the same age. And so they could kind of build friendships because those friendships that I built from those initial classes, you know, my daughter is now four and a half. I still have four and a half years later, and they've been some of the best friends that I've, you know, that I've ever had. And so I wanted people to be able to find that at Montanity as well. That's such a fantastic concept to, like, even from from a business standpoint, to be able to layer in those those pieces and create that community engagement among among moms. I love it. So, yeah, tell well, us. I really feel like if you can get people to kind of live in your store, you're going to build a great lifetime customer, and that doesn't mean that the customer is going to buy something every time they come in, and, and that's okay. Like, we just love being able to build that community. And so as we expand to other to other uh, areas, and that's kind of what we're, we're talking about right now as a team, you know, we want to remain a very national e-commerce brand. We've been sold in 41 states and six countries, and that's been really exciting for us. But as we build out our guide shops, we love becoming part of that, uh, part of the local community. And in Chicago, we've got moms to come to us from Bucktown and Wicker Park, and we've got a lot of Lincoln Park moms and moms from the Gold Coast and the South Loop. And so... We love being able to draw more more moms to us because we've got the classes there, and we just love becoming part of that of the Chicago community. And Chicago is such a beautiful and unique um, community of parents and kids. And as we look into other markets, we want to also feel very local to those markets as well, because I think that it just shows that you understand the customer that's coming in. And so, and it takes time. And since I was already a mom in Chicago, this was a was a, a very easy market from the standpoint that I was sort of that customer demographic, and so we really want to focus on becoming really part of the local market wherever we put our our future guide shops. Yeah, super smart and super savvy. So take us then back before Monica and Andy, you were working in pharmaceuticals, so tell us like the lead up and the journey to, like when did you even think of Monica and Andy? How did it form? What were the highs and lows? Like what was it from idea to a physical product. So what's really interesting about the journey was, again, I was already really interested in fashion, and before my daughter came, I'd actually started in my spare time designing dresses and kind of getting some of them made and sewing them, and and so I kind of thought, like, wow, you know, women's fashion would be really fun because I enjoyed it so much myself. And that was interesting as I had her. She wasn't a preemie, um, but she was small, and so everything that I brought for her to wear was it was too big. It, everything that I had at the hospital, everything that I had at home. And so I immediately began online shopping for my hospital bed. And I knew from, you know, my brother's company how great e-commerce could be and how exceptional customer service could be. And obviously there's a lot of other great companies out there. And, you know, I, I'm humbled by um, the amazing friends that we have in the space that are also doing things that are similar. But, you know, there was just some areas where I thought, um, with fabric, for one. You know, some of the things that I got that was beautiful and pictures online would come in the fabric was incredibly scratchy. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. and, and my daughter's skin was really sensitive. And so, one of the first things that I did was try sourcing what I felt was like a really incredibly soft and sweet fabric. And so, one of the things that, as a company, that we really want to vouch for is the quality and the care that's put into our fabric. And so, that's kind of literally from the hospital room where the ideas started to form for me um, in terms of, you know, wow, this would be really fun to do this um, with children and stuff. And, you know, just over time as I stayed home with her, I just became so much more interested in it. 
And I just never went back to my, my previous job as much as I loved it and it was so much fun. Um, I just kind of decided and I was, I was lucky to have like really encouraging parents. My husband has been incredibly encouraging as has my brother. And it was kind of like that now or never moment for me where mm-hmm. if I didn't do it, I wasn't going to. And it was very scary at the time because I made, you know, what I thought was a comfortable income for myself. Like I was very comfortable in the career that I had. I loved it and worked with great people. But it was kind of like just that life moment where you realize, you know, if I don't take this leap now, I'm not going to do it. And so, you know, I just decided to do it. And being home with my daughter, I really only had limited time to work when she was an infant because I could only work after she went to that or when she was taking naps. And childcare when they're little is incredibly, you know, it's fun for one and it's very time consuming. And so it really took me, you know, three full years of doing it on my own. Um, to the point where, like, I was ready to not not to quite go to market, but where I was ready to kind of move forward with some bigger steps and to take it on as a more full-time role, if you will. But the funny thing is I still consider myself to be a part-time mom, uh, a part-time work, working mom, even though I'm well beyond working part-time with what I'm doing. But I love the flexibility of having my own company because I can drop her off at school, I can pick her up at school, I can have dinner with her. Um, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of flexibility in what I'm able to do. And on the back end of that, it means that I'm up till 2 in the morning every night doing my work, but that's just kind of my choice in the way that I like doing things. Um, and so, you know, I kind of feel like the new the new modern mom, there's just – there's not always more options for everybody, but, you know, I do feel like employers, when it's not like an hourly job, for, for our retail people, obviously, they need to be there when the store is open, and so those are the hours that are set. But for our bigger creative team, I love to allow more flexibility because, you know, we don't have to be in the office from 9 to 5. And so I feel like it fits people's schedules better to be able to drop their kid off and pick them up and pick back up after their child goes to sleep. And you're still putting in the same incredible amount of hours and work. Um, but I just think there's there's different ways to work um, going forward as you have moms in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I um... – Definitely. So my question is, as you mentioned, you were doing three years you were building on your own time before you even came to fruition of the Monica and Andy brand. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. It, it, so it I is, think that's yeah. huge. Because <laughs> I, and I say that because I, I think it's easy for people when they get notice of a brand to think, oh, it just appeared out of thin air. But here is Monica who is busting her butt for three years and doing all these things before it, it hits the market. And so I would yeah. have, like, talk to us about that experience of the three years. I know you, you shared at, like, high level, but what were some of the things that you were getting in place for the business at that time? Yeah, there was a lot of things. And, and some of the things that really took time, and I feel like kind of honed the brands where they are, is, again, like, it took me a long time to source what I thought was the right fabric. Um, I didn't have a design background, so it took me uh, more time than it would have someone that had a design background to design all of my initial pieces. And I am really picky, so I feel like if my heart doesn't melt, if I don't love it, I don't want to bring it to market. And so I feel like there are so many things out there, both inspired and uninspired, that I see. And so I set the bar very high for myself and for my team in terms of, like, if we don't absolutely love it, we don't want to. We don't want to uh, have to, to sell that to our customer. And over that course of time, one of the really exciting things for me is I met a lot of other really creative moms that had done things similar to me. They had been 
in the workforce previously, and for whatever reason, they had decided that they were going to stay home. And uh, I started working in terms of my merchandise with Christy Wagner, who's been incredible. She's been the mom that's merchandised our entire store. She's helped with a lot of our e-commerce merchandising. Um, she's done all of our packaging, our customer experience. I worked with the district Graveman, who was our photographer for a really long time. Um, so I met a lot of other moms that kind of became um, part of the brand along with me and helped me to build what that look and feel would be. And so where other companies were looking for their board of directors, I was kind of looking for my mom board of advisors. Mm-hmm. So we really built a close-knit team um, that helped me to really hone the look and feel of the brand. And so that was kind of built over that three-year period. We started working yeah. out some of the initial samples. And I'm really the creative director and do all of the design work. Um, you know, and, and sort of bring what I feel is the whole look and feel of the brand together. But I have been really fortunate to work with an exceptional team of both moms and, 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 um, and, and people that aren't moms. We work with a lot of different people at Monica and Andy. So um, it's not just moms that are working with us, but there just happens to be a lot of moms that I've come in close contact with over the last couple of years that have come together to help me build this team. And so it was really that look and feel of the brand that was created over that three-year period and sort of, you know, the delivery that we were going to give to our customers. So I knew that I really wanted, like, a hero product to build customer loyalty around and something people could get comfortable buying. And so for us, that was our blankets. And so the reason that we started with blankets was very organic for me. I was in the hospital, and we was getting beautiful flower deliveries from people as congratulations. And it was interesting, as you're leaving with your newborn, you know, as you look at these um, gorgeous vases of flowers that could shatter potentially in your car, you think, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to take the baby and not the flowers with me. And so I kind of thought to myself, like, wouldn't it be great if people could get blankets delivered to them instead of flowers? And so um, we have a, a lot of our orders are overnighted to hospitals where we get, where, where people are delivering blankets to new moms instead of flowers. But well beyond that, in a much bigger part of our business, is people that immediately send our – we have our cuddle box is the term that we have, and that's anything that's built – any any cute box that we have that's built around a blanket. And so a lot of those get delivered to new moms in their homes. So, you know, we're shipping those as gifts, to, you know, from, from uh, our gifting customers to brand-new moms. And so there's always a blanket built into those boxes, and so – um, blankets have been a really, really fun part of the business. But, again, it stems from, you know, when I was in the hospital and getting all these flowers, and I guess it would be important to say, too, that a photographer comes and visits you when you're in the hospital, and I didn't know that, and I didn't have any really cute blankets for my daughter there. So I thought, oh, it would, be, it would have been really nice if I'd been able to have that. So a lot of the products that we've done and why we've done them have stemmed from my own personal experience. What's what better way to, to like give provide a solution for a pain that you personally experienced with that, or not maybe not necessarily pain, but something of of that lacking? And when you look back yeah. at like going through the three years before you came out with the product, what was um, what worked for you to remain patient and steady throughout the three years? Because I think a lot of people. And including myself, I found myself at, at a time or two where it might be easy to, 
get distracted or go somewhere else, especially you're like, okay, it's been a year, it's been two years, like why hasn't something happened? So what was that process like for you during the three-year period? You know, honestly, I can say that I can attribute that also to my daughter because we were, I was having so much fun with her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, over the time that I was home, I was really just in, also enjoying my time with her. And so we would walk to the zoo every day, and there was a really cute scented fox at the zoo. And so I started sketching out what I felt would be, like, our first fox print, and that was one of the first prints that we did. And so I took a lot of information, uh, inspiration, excuse me, from looking at the world through her eyes and what excited her to begin with. And so I think for me, the fun of it and the reason that it, it took time was I was also, I had come to really enjoy my time with her. And that was very special for me. And so I think that helped me to kind of have the patience. But I do think you reach a point where you, you want to take that dive and kind of like, you know, just say, like, okay, I've prepared up to a certain point. And for me, because I was her primary caregiver at home with her, certainly that point was was probably much lengthier than if I had just been able to sit down and do it full-time to begin with. But it was really the inspiration that I brought from that time with her that made the brand what it was. And Mm so one one of the other things, too, that I knew and I'd seen this, and my brother um, Andy has been such an incredible mentor for me because watching him – um, Bill Zinovich, over the course of, I lose track now, seven, eight, nine years, um, that that I'm not 100% sure of exactly how much time <laughs> it's been. But I knew that a brand was so much more than the product that you sold. And I learned that from him. Um, it's the people that, that come to work with you. It's the feeling that you get when you walk into a space. It's the feeling you get when you're visiting that website. It's the feeling you get when you walk into that guy shop or storefront. And it's that team that you build around you that really becomes the essence of the brand. And so that is never done overnight. And I I knew that from him. So I I felt comfortable taking the time to to kind of learn. Baby was a very new space for me. I was a new mom. I had not done anything in baby before. So whereas potentially if I had done a woman's brand, um, and, and a great example, my really good friend and designer, Aziza Khan, who has a Chicago um, based company that's become very global now. Um, you know, I watch her as she designs, and she is just absolutely inspirational. She knows kind of from her essence, like, what she wants fashion to be, and, and is able to bring that to life so beautifully. And for me, it was so different because children was very new, and so I had to learn children and the children's market for three years. I really felt it was kind of a tutorial for me because where women's fashion was more second nature, not as second nature as it is for somebody that's as talented as her. Um, but baby and children was brand new. And so I had kind of that learning curve over that time, too, where I really had to come to understand the pain points of different stages. You know, what you want at three is different. What three months from your, for your child is different than one year. Um, and so I think that it took being with my daughter, for example, a lot of our clothes, a lot of our cotton has a little bit of lycra in it to lend to the stretch because I learned that uh, diapers expand and children move, and so you want the clothes to give and move with them. And so, you know, one of the things I learned when, when I had my daughter was you had these cute clothes that they wore when they saw people that, you know, when you were out and about, and then you had these kind of comfy clothes for them at home, and I really wanted a hybrid of both of those things. I wanted mm-hmm. to design clothes that were cute but that were also functional and that they could explore the world in. And so the, all those different learnings took time, and at day one I wouldn't have known that, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, like, as a as a business owner, what was something that was, um, like, let me back up. Okay. So, you're, you, Monica, right now, you're running the business. What is the one thing that you 100% absolutely love? And then what is the second thing that, I, I don't want to say hate because I don't like that word, but something that is, like, a necessary evil as a business owner that you would want to make people aware of to know that, like, hey, if you're going into business yourself, here's the great thing about it, but also keep keep an eye on X, Y, and Z. Okay. Well, I would say let, let me start with the things that are the things that are difficult because I'll focus so much more on the, the fun stuff and then I'll forget yeah. to say the difficult things, and the difficult <laughs> things are so important. So I would say there's two really key things that are, are difficult, and the first is universal to everyone, and that is what you start off doing. So, you know, I would creative director, I love the creative side of the business, is not what you end up spending most most of your time working on. And so as you start a business, the business side of what you're doing, if you're running the business, is going to take over. And so, you know, for the first three years, it was really fun. Inspiration at the zoo, designing the clothes, feeling the fabrics. And but if you're going to if you're going to really um build out a business, I think the most important thing, and something that I tell all of the members of my team, you don't have to be running the company to experience this, is like, you're going to love probably 20% of what you do, and that's the reason that you started doing it, but 80% of what you're doing can be really difficult stuff that you didn't want to do in the first place, but it's necessary to making that business go. And so, um, over time, if you do a good job, you will start off doing what you love, you'll spend years of time doing stuff that's really difficult, and then you might come back to being the person that just does what they do, the creative part, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. I can use myself for an example. I love being creative, but so much of what I do is, you know, um, personnel stuff or um, investor relations or all these other things that I've come to appreciate and like over time. But, you know, even as I hire new people, I always say, hey, probably 20% of what you do is what you're going to love, but this is a startup. This is all hands on deck. We all wear a number of different hats. This isn't a major corporation where, you know, we're hiring you to do X, and that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be doing X and Y and Z and A and B and C. Um, and so I think that's one of my biggest learnings for myself and one of the biggest things I try to explain to people as we hire new people because there's always – we always want people to love what they're doing, but as a startup, there are so many different things to do and everybody ends up wearing so many different hats. So I think mm-hmm. that's one really big thing for people to know is that um, it's not all fun games. I, I'm sure a lot of other people that – um, run businesses and work at startups would, would probably agree. But I just think that's one of the things that maybe nobody tells you is that, and, and I had seen this from my brother, I knew that, you know, on the outside it always looks like a lot of fun, but on the inside it's a lot of really hard work. And so if you're doing a good job, you're making it look fun, but it's not it's not necessarily. It's hard work. Um, I think that's number one. Number two, and this I would speak more to the, the mom entrepreneurs out there, is that work-life balance is really, really difficult. I just, there's no magic answer for it. You know, I love the fact that, like, we have some more flexibility, but at the end of the day, I've got seven hours of email to do after 7 or 8 p.m., and that's never, that's never necessarily fun. Um, so I think as a, as a mom with a business, it's just the work-life balance that's really, really hard. 
and you can make that, you can make the best of it, make what you will. And my, my biggest piece of advice there is to, like, carve out some time somewhere, somehow, to to do something for yourself, because I think that's what gets put on the wayside, um, and, and that's so important. So I think those are the two the two biggest difficulties. On the positive side, what I love is building out an incredible team. I mean, walking in the door and loving everyone you work with and everyone just fitting so well into the brand has been the most inspirational part. And one of the things that I've learned is that I am potentially the least talented person on this team. I am humbled every day by the incredible talent that surrounds me. And so I feel like my job is just giving people the space to do their job well. And so I've learned that there's a lot that I don't know, but I can find great people that do know it and just let them run with it. Um, and, again, Christy Wagner, who does our merchandising, is an incredible example of that. You give her the space to build, and she will make it happen. And so um, I think that's been the real fun of the job is tapping into other people's talents and just, and just you know, giving them a platform to just – make what they're already so good at happen and, and, and just kind of step out of their way. And that's, that's the really, really fun part of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely humbling to hear that though, too, from someone you're running this business that you have that like humility enough to let go of some of the control and allow your people to create and provide that space as well. So that speaks volumes to you as, as an owner. Um, what, with your your day and everything so crazy, what does your daily routine typically look like? From the <laughs> moment you question. Monica wakes up to the moment she goes to bed at that two a.m., like what does that look like? Yes, it is um, a lot of coffee in between for starters. Um, so I drink more coffee than I probably did before or should. But I usually try to get up relatively early. I've actually tried recently to even switch my routine to, like, waking up. I, I've been experimenting between staying up really late or getting up at, like, 4 a.m. and starting my work then. So I'm, I'm kind of vacillating between those two, but there's definitely five or six hours or more of work that happen after my daughter goes to sleep or before she wakes up. The first thing I like to do is drink. As soon as I get up in the morning, it's so nice. I love getting up as much as I can before her as well because just that quiet time to, like, check my email to see what's happened overnight and to kind of regroup is really, really critical. And then as soon as so as soon as she gets up, I love reading her books, having breakfast with her. Like that's really my time to focus on her then for an hour or two at whatever point that is. Like she'll get up anywhere between like seven and seven thirty, eight o'clock. And then it's all about her until I drop her off at school. As soon as I drop her off at school I usually race over to the guy shop. We now have our offices there as well. I spent a, gr- a good first chunk of my morning. I usually try during the day to just get all my meetings out of the way. I don't spend a lot of time emailing or catching up on email because there's so many people to meet. There's so many people to talk to from personnel at the store, from, like, my coworkers and people that I'm working with to outreach with other people that have their own businesses or, you know, marketing, whatever that might be. So just being able to spend that time talking to people. And then I'll usually go pick her up in the middle of the day. She ends up dropping her off and she spends a couple of hours with my parents. And then I come back to her and spend, you know, the chunk of the evening with her. And then, then, then it's my time to email. 
So that's when, you know, you get 100, 150 emails or whatever it is in a day. Um, one of the things that I'm chronically behind on and it's difficult, but, and then it's a matter of, like, getting all my emails. And if I can, in the middle of one of these days, we'll walk not far from us, there's a um, pier bar, so I'll try to pop in. Working out is really important for me. So I'll try to walk her to school or walk around. Like, I'll always, five days a week, try to do some form of working out in some shape or another. And it's usually very pieced together because it's not very cohesive. But I do try to make that the one thing that I do for myself. Just because it, 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 even if it's, it just makes me feel happy, mentally and physically happier to do that. And mm-hmm. so I'll try to build that in somewhere. And I should say, my husband, Rob Royer, has his own business, Interior Define. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of a new, sort of a new family, the way that we're doing everything, but his life is also um, just as crazy as mine, if not crazier. So, you know, it, it gets to be kind of exciting at times because we've both got so many things going on, but we're so focused on our daughter and that sort of everything starts and ends with her. And so we just make sure that we build the rest of the time around that. Mm-hmm. That's. Amazing. Yeah, I give a lot of credit to those. Just like even being a mom, my my sister-in-law, I have like a niece, and she'll, she'll be one in, in in August, and just seeing that journey, and I'm like, oh my gosh, these little critters, these these little babies, and then they get older. I mean, you never stop being a parent, and so you always have that blessing and that that responsibility, and so just to balance and do everything and work, and it's just an incredible thing to hear and very inspiring, especially for I, I would say for me, and I know the listeners as well that you still have that balance. You you can do everything and anything that you want and it debunks anything that people say. So I love it. And it's been uh, really fun and I want to be transparent too with, with the people that um your your listeners to this is that, you know, doing this like this it's very it can be very messy. Like I don't leave behind a perfectly clean house. We have dinner at Whole Foods a lot of nights. My mom, my parents are great. They live in the same condo building as us. I'm not in the same condo, but they, they live in the same building just because we've needed so much additional help from them. So that, that my parents have been inspirational, and I've learned so much from them. And so I do not leave behind a perfect home when I walk out. Um, far, far, far from it. And so one of the things I always try to be honest with people about is that um, you can do a lot. It's, it's hard to do everything. And so one of the things that goes to the wayside is, like, us being perfectly organized or us having everything looking perfect. Um, it's just, it's hard. And so, um, you know, my life is far, far, far from perfect when it comes to those things. And uh, and so I just had to learn to embrace the chaos because there's a lot of it. Mm, that is so, embracing the chaos is so true. Okay. So I want to bring it down to, because this has been, but absolutely phenomenal. Um, I have a couple rapid fire questions for you. Sure. And sure. one of them is if your life was a, if you gave your life a movie title, what would you give it? <laughs> that is such a good question. So if I gave my life a movie title, um, it might be Chaos and Beauty. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It, no, 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 that's perfect. Hard, you know, because there's so much beauty in everything, like in building a family and building a business, and yet there's so much chaos in it um, that, you know, anything that would that would sound more perfect than that would be a lie, and yet there's, there is so much beauty in all of it. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the the last question is, what is a bad habit that you're still trying to kick? Uh, a bad habit that I'm still trying to kick is being more organized. <laughs> I struggle. I, like, even before I had my daughter, before I had my business, like my husband is meticulously organized. He's awesome. We're a great couple because we he's exactly one way and I'm exactly the other way. And I was the person that would leave by behind, you know, piles of clothing when I was younger, or I just wasn't incredibly organized. And so um, bring in a four-and-a-half-year-old little girl in the business, and I, ha- I just want to always work really hard. I mean, my mind is always relatively organized in terms of what I'm doing, <laughs> but just physical organization is, uh, is not my strong suit. I love communication. I love talking to people. You know, cleaning the house is not something where you would say, wow, Monica, that's really, really impressive. You're great at that. <laughs> and so, to be totally transparent, that's one of the things that I've really had to work on is, is organization. Because I want my daughter to be organized, like we teach her to pick up all of her stuff. But in, when it's so chaotic, it's just, it's kind of hard to have it all together all the time. And so I definitely don't. Then uh, my husband is amazing about cleaning and doing stuff at home. He's just, he's incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, so definitely I lean on him quite a bit. Like, I love to do all the cooking. He's great at cleaning the kitchen. But organization is something that I, that I have to work on every day. It's just not, it's not like my shock suit. Yeah, I love it. Okay. This is, thank you again, Monica, <laughs> so much. I, like, appreciate it. I love this interview. It was so fun, and it was just so, you have... You have so much conviction in your voice and you know your stuff and you know what you're about and you just, you're not, you're humble and you're not afraid to be transparent. And I think that is a huge asset to anyone who's, who's listening and for you to do that. So I greatly appreciate, appreciate it. And thank you again for being flexible. The schedule can just drop it a dime sometimes. So I appreciate that flexibility so much. You have no idea. Oh, awesome. This is so fun. Thank you again. It was so, so um, kind of you to have me. And this is just so much fun getting to chat with you. So thank you again so much. Thanks for tuning in to the She Did It Her Way podcast. Did you like this episode? Head on over to iTunes.com to leave us a rating and a review. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out SheDidItHerWayPodcast.com where you can subscribe to our email list so you can receive the inside scoop on our latest episode released each Monday. Now, do us a favor and go make it a great week.